Hello, Freedom Creator. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about virtual assistants. (laughs) I have been getting this question a lot during our Freedom Creator Club calls and just like Instagram or like DMs on Instagram. A lot of people ask me about what's a virtual assistant? How do you find a virtual assistant? How do you hire them? How do you train them? What do you have them do? All of those things. So I want to talk about First, let's talk about what is a virtual assistant. So it pretty much is what it sounds, (laughs) but it's someone who can assist you with various tasks. So it's typically somebody who is good at a lot of different things, not someone who's going to be like 10, like 12 out of 10 exceptional at one thing. It's more like they're going to be good at like a lot of different things. And typically you're going to want someone who has like a figure it out mentality, which obviously is good for pretty much anyone that you work with, but especially for virtual assistants. And then the word virtual obviously means that they can be located anywhere virtually. So yeah, with, um, my VA that I work with now, her, this is her nickname, but her name is Tin, T-I-N. She's amazing. So if you listen to this Tin, I love working with you. (laughs) And I hired her from this website called PH Jobs, P-H Jobs. And it stands for Philippines Jobs. And essentially, uh, you can go to this website, you can make a job posting, a bunch of people will apply. Obviously, from there, you can do what you want to do to make and find a hire. Now, uh, whenever I tell people that I hire, you know, virtual assistant from the Philippines, they're like, oh, like, are they good? And it's like, well, you can't generalize an entire country of people. (laughs) So like, people are people. Um, I feel like when people ask those questions, maybe they just haven't traveled a lot. Um, I know that might sound sassy, but like, I do think it's a little bit of a root of a, of a rude question. (laughs) Like people are people, right? So, um, how good someone is at the given job doesn't matter where they live (laughs) or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. What matters is your training. Like, First of all, if you hire someone that doesn't do a good job, like you hired them. So that probably means you need to get better at hiring. But number two, also like you're training them. So they're going to be as good as your standard operating procedures. They're going to be as good as your training. They're going to be as good as, and like the other thing is they're going to be as good as like, for example, if you're, so if you don't know what an SOP is, it stands for standard operating procedure. It's essentially a checklist of like the different steps they need to do. So for example, if you are going to have your VA, like edit your reels and publish your reels to Instagram, then they're only going to do as good of a job as your SOP or checklist, um, is good enough for them to follow. Right. And so I do see, I'm like, let me just jump into a little bit of a mistake. I see people making when they hire VAs is number one, Uh, they'll be like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I need a VA, but like, they're not making any money in their business. (laughs) If you're not making any money, you don't need a VA. You need to be doing less stuff that isn't working. (laughs) You need to be doing more of the stuff that does work. You need to find out what works. No one is going to come into your business and fix your business, especially not a virtual assistant. A virtual assistant is only going to be as good as the SOPs that you give them. Um, and obviously over time they might grow to the point where they can 
you know, give suggestions and improve the SOPs and all that. But like you need to have um, working procedures that are already working before you hire someone. Like hiring someone (laughs) is not going to fix your business problems. If they were that good, they would have their own successful business. Like I just need to get that out of the way because number one, I've made this mistake. And number two, it crushes me when I see people make this mistake because it's hurting both parties, right? Okay. So that's what a VA is. I hired Tin from PH Jobs. She's been with me well over a year now. Uh, let's see what else. So when she first started, I already had a bunch of SOPs that she was able to come in and look over. And then basically what I had her do was I had her look at all the different SOPs, ask me any questions she had. And then for the first, I think it was for the first 30 days, I did also make, uh, wait, what is it? 30, yeah, 30, 60, 90 day, like goals and targets for her to hit. So like in 30 days, I want you to be able to know how to do this, this, and this. In 60 days, I want you to know how to do this, 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 this. In 90 days, I want you to know how to do this, 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 this. Um, so I did have like those targets for her and I had her look over the different SOPs. I just started with one thing at a time. I had her ask me any questions. And then of course, before she like, let's say posted a reel for the first like seven days or so, I had her submit those to me to review before she went ahead and posted them just to make sure that it's good. And again, I see a lot of times where people will just hire a VA, they give them no direction, and then they don't review their work, and then they post it and it's bad, and then they get yelled at. And it's like, that's no one's fault but your own. Um, and so the other thing too is I do have a lot of people say, well, I don't have I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time, so that's why I need a VA. Again, uh, <laughs> you need to be managing this person. So you do need to have some time. <laughs> so just want to throw that out there. Okay. So that's what a VA is. Um, I found him through PH jobs. I essentially, uh, went, you do have to pay like per month, but what I did was I just signed up and then I just canceled. So I only ended up paying for one month because it didn't take me longer than a month to find, uh, the right hire. And I created a job description So I put like, what's my company? What are we about? What are the tasks that are going to be needed to be handled for this position? What's expected of this position? What are the 30, 60, 90 day um, expectations for this position? And I also did a test task. Um, So so I knew that one of the things that Tin was going to be doing for me was finding podcasts for me to be a guest on. And so what I did was I gave her my little SOP and I said, okay, follow these instructions and find five podcasts that you think would be a good fit for me to be on. And I did this for the top three candidates and she did the best job. So I hired her and I cannot recommend highly enough doing a test task. Okay. Now I'm not saying this should not be something that's going to take them very long, right? Like finding five podcasts to be on maybe 30 minutes, right? This should not be something where, cause like if they don't get the job, you know, you don't want them to be putting in all this work and they don't get any money or any job out of it. Right. I only do the task task for like the top candidates that I am seriously considering. Um, 
And it's just like a quick task. I just, I don't want to waste anyone's time. I like the test task because then I can make a more accurate hire. And not only is that better for me, but it's also better for them because what would suck is if they get hired and then it doesn't work out. And then that's bad for both parties, right? So that is how I hired her. Then again, I handed over the SOPs, told her to ask me any questions. I reviewed a lot of her work in the in the beginning. Um, in fact, anytime we have a new SOP or an updated SOP, SOP, I will have her submit things for me to review. So let me go over now kind of all the different things that she does. Um, so, okay, right now she does customer service. So we use a software called Help Scout. And every weekday she goes into Help Scout and she cleans out the inbox. So she answers any emails that need to be answered. She'll close any like spam email. We seriously get like so many freaking emails trying to pitch us stuff like a lot. It's crazy. Way more with this business than my last business, which is wild. Um, so yeah, she'll do that. Actually, let me just open up her Asana and I can take you through <laughs> every single task that she does. Okay. This one's a new one. I just assigned it to her, uh, four days ago. So I basically, what I do for my Instagram reels now, and maybe I'll have to make an updated podcast uh, because reels strategy, Instagram strategy, I feel like changes a lot. (laughs) So send me a DM on Instagram with the word reels. And if I get enough messages, then I'll make a whole podcast about my new reels strategy. But essentially what I do now is I come up with 30 or not 30, sorry, but We post Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So five times four, so 20. So I come up with 20 video clips, 20 hooks, and 20 captions. Um, And then it's all hooked up to ManyChat. So every caption says comment the word blah, blah, blah. And then it's all automated. So all the replies and messages and everything are automated. And the whole point is to uh, gain email subscribers. And obviously my Instagram account grows as well. But the cool thing is that all I have to do is record the clips, come up with the hooks and the captions, and then I give it to Tin. And then she actually creates the post, like edits the reel. um, Like she edits the hook onto the reel. She posts the reel. She puts in the caption and all that. And she posts it manually. We don't schedule it. Um, So yeah, (laughs) that's what she does for that. The next one, and again, she does our customer service. The next one is she moderates our Discord channels. So we have a channel in our Discord. First of all, our Discord is, we have like sections. The general section is completely free for anyone to join. If you want to join, just go to our website, freedomcreator.co. And there's a link to join our community on Discord if you haven't done that yet. Um, But the, there are, there's a free section. And then there's also like a section for people who buy freedom creator club. And then there's a section for people who buy profitable courses. And when people buy, they go into this channel called ask for access. And they say like, Hey, my name is Sarah. And I just bought profitable courses. Please add me to the profitable courses group. Tin is the one who checks that every single day and adds people into the various groups that they need to be part of. And then she also moderates the discord. We haven't had literally anything that needed to be moderated yet because you guys are an awesome group, but if anything happens, then she'll moderate it. 
Uh, let's see. She also, oh yeah, she also does. Okay. So with YouTube, I plan all the videos and I record all the videos and those are the only things that I do. And then I hand it all over to 10. So 10 will submit the videos to the editors, submit the photos to the thumbnail editors. Um, she'll make sure that I review everything, make sure everything's in on time and she'll schedule the video, the thumbnail, like all, like she'll do the description. So pretty much I do the planning and actually filming the videos. And then she oversees the rest of that process, which is super helpful. Um, and then she also turns my YouTube videos into blog posts. So every week she does one to two blog posts. If you are more of a blog reader <laughs> than a YouTube watcher, then you can go to freedomcreator.co and click on our blog. So she turns all my YouTube videos into blogs, unless they don't make sense to be a blog. <laughs> and then she also creates pins for Pinterest to promote uh, every single blog. So she'll make like six or more pins for every single blog as well. Um, and then she also, these are two things that just help me be like a better manager. She does her weekly report at the end of every single week. So she'll share what went right, what she's struggling with, maybe what she needs help with, and then what were all the things that she accomplished that week. She also does a daily stand-up. So she'll share um, what her wins were yesterday, anything she needs help with, what she's working on for that day. And this is really huge because, especially because since she lives in the Philippines, our time difference is like really, really drastic. When it's like 7 a.m. my time, it's like 10 p.m. her time. So we've done meetings in the past, but it's always kind of annoying because like the meeting either needs to be like really early my time or really late her time. So and we don't actually do meetings anymore. So what we do instead is the weekly report and the daily standup. And she just posts those in Slack. So I know like every single day what she's working on every week, what she did, what she needs help with, what her wins were. Um, and we just really stay in touch with via Slack, which I really like. <laughs> I am honestly not a big fan of meetings. Um, I did at one point with my last business, we had like 25 employees. We were doing like a daily huddle, a weekly marketing meeting, a weekly sales meeting, a weekly blah, 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 blah. I was, I felt like I was so busy with just all the freaking meetings that I never got anything done. Like, and it was just annoying. And like, I don't ever want to run a business like that again. Um, so I mean, obviously as this business grows, things could change, but I'm really, really enjoying working with like virtual, uh, you know, virtual assistants, subcontractors and doing things like daily uh, daily standup and weekly report and things and not doing meetings. And the other thing I do is like, I did just did this today. So our blogging and Pinterest strategy is going well, but what I like to do with any strategy is every like 90 days or so, I like to review what we've done and then see how we can improve it. So today I used loom L O O M and I basically went into our Pinterest stats and I recorded a loom video showing tin like, okay, these pins did good. These pins didn't do good. Like kind of, so she can get an idea of like, 
how I'm thinking and how I review the content. And I was like, okay, so since these pins did well, let's save those. Let's do more of those pins. These ones didn't do well. Let's not do those again. Um, and I'm like, so not only am I showing her like, like telling her like, oh, let's do more of these, but I'm also showing her how I'm reviewing the data, um, how I'm finding that data within the Pinterest dashboard to review it. And anytime I want to update an SOP or even create a new SOP now that she's trained in and she's been with me for a while, I will make a loom video and I'll say, okay, um, you know, okay. So for example, we actually kind of shifted the type of podcasts that we've been pitching. So we used to pitch just like business podcasts. And now we've been pitching more podcasts that are in the realm of content creation because I really want to work with more, uh, content creators. And so, and obviously like if you're not a content creator, like we have trainings to help you become a content creator, but I also want to work with people who already have a following and things like that. So I, you know, I could just make a loom video and, or like a, a lot of times I'll just use the screen record on my iPhone <laughs> and I'll record showing like how to find podcasts. And then I'll be like, okay, Hey, could you update the SOP with this information? And she's like, yes, I can. And the first time I, like the first I don't know, maybe 10 times I had her update an SOP. I had her send it to me to review to make sure it was updated correctly. Um, and then now I just, I just trust her that I know that it's going to get done. Um, and I do review things from time to time, you know, I just want to make sure that everything's getting done, but you really can build that trust over time. You know what I mean? Um, especially with the daily standups and the weekly reports. Okay. So that's what a VA is, how I hired her, uh, how I trained her in. Let's see what else what she does for me now. Uh, what else? I would say this isn't necessarily advice on how to hire or anything like that, but I would say if you do decide to hire a VA or really anyone, <laughs> just make sure that you really always appreciate what it is that they're doing for you. I know that sounds really silly. And like, obviously if you've ever had any job in the world ever, <laughs> you know how important that is. But for real, like I think sometimes as business owners, it can be easy for us to get really busy and be like, oh, well we're paying this person. So like they're going to stick around because they're being paid. Right. <laughs> and it's like, well, Yes, they're getting paid, but isn't it just kind of nice <laughs> to like always let people know that you're grateful for them or that they did a good job? So anytime she does a good job, um, you know, I make sure to tell her that I make sure to like, not only am I like reinforcing the fact that it's like, oh, you did a good job, like do more of this, but I'm just like, oh, I'm so thankful. Like you make, you make it so that I can work on growing the business because you're doing these things, like you're doing such a good job. And you know, obviously she really appreciates it. And so does, you know, everyone I appreciate it. Like, I feel like that's actually one of the harder things about owning a business is there isn't anyone to tell you like, Oh, you're doing a good job. <laughs> um, and people like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, and also since we're talking about doing a good job, another thing that is that a question that you might have is like, well, what if they do something wrong? Right? So I'm trying to think of an example. Um, uh, okay. So I don't know, a few weeks ago, uh, she, so every week she finds like 10 podcasts for us to pitch for me to be a guest on their podcast. Right. And I don't remember, this could have been weeks ago, months ago. I don't remember, <laughs> but essentially the 10 podcasts that she had because she finds the podcast and then I review them to make sure that, that I would want to be on that podcast before she pitches them. 
And, um, and I actually, I just always review every single one because I would hate for us to pitch a podcast that I'm like not excited to be on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyways, I was looking through the pitch or like through the ones that she wanted us to pitch. And I was like, none of these are good fit. None of these are good fit. None of these are good fit. And I think, you know, young me just starting my business, I would have been like so mad, like, oh my God, like she's been here for so long. Like, how doesn't she know this by now? Right. But instead I decided to investigate because it's like, obviously I know that she like loves her job. She's great at her job. She's very smart, capable person. It's, it's not like she would want to give me a bunch of podcasts that I don't want to be on. (laughs) Right. So I'm like, okay, let's figure out what happened here. So I go and look, Um, and it turns out that even though I was expecting us to start going after podcasts that are more like content creation, she was still going after more of like the business podcasts. And I was like, I thought we talked about this, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, she was like, oh, I was just following the SOP. And I went and looked at the SOP and it's like, oh, the SOP wasn't updated. And it's my fault. Like number one, I did not update the SOP. Number two, I did not ask her to update the SOP. Number three, I did not clearly communicate my expectations in switching the types of podcasts that we want to, uh, start pitching. So it's just like, instead of being mad, it's just like, oh, well, this is just clearly like a little bit of a communication issue. We talked it over, went in, updated the SOP the next week. All the podcasts she sent me were great. So, yeah. So I would say if someone puts out work that you don't like, um, ask yourself like, you know, cause a lot of times your employee can only be, or like contract or whatever can only be as good as the SOP or checklist or procedures that you're giving them to follow. So I would say the first thing is look at that, right? Second thing is ask them like, you know, don't be like mean, <laughs> just investigate, just be like, oh, um, yeah, these, like I was, th- these weren't the types of podcasts that I was expecting. Um, I was expecting more like this clearly like, um, you know, there must be like some kind of a communication error or something like, can you explain, or you could just say like, Hey, can you explain how you came to find these podcasts? You know? And then she would probably be like, Oh, I followed this SOP right here. And then I would be like, Oh, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Um, another thing you could do is say like, Oh, these weren't the types I was expecting. Like, how do you think we can improve this process? And then she'd probably be like, Oh, I would improve the SOP here, here, and here. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Let's do that. Now, if you just hired someone and you're giving them really good procedures and they just aren't doing a good job and they can't follow the procedures, then you probably just didn't hire the right person. Um, yeah, (laughs) trying to think what else I could talk about with virtual assistants. Oh, let's talk about when would be the right time for you to hire a virtual assistant? Because I know I touched on this a little bit in the beginning because I just, I just, this is the the biggest red flag to me ever is when people are like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I need to hire a VA and they don't make any money. (laughs) And it's like, I, it's such a red flag because I know that whoever you hire is going to be fired like soon because you don't have any money to pay them. (laughs) Um, and number two, like being busy is not an excuse for your business, not being good. Right. Like your problem, it sounds like you're, you're most likely doing a lot of busy work tasks that aren't obviously making you money. Like personally, I don't think any business 
should need to hire before they have the money to hire, at least in this niche, like at least in digital products, because like, there's no reason why you can't get to like $10,000 a month minimum with even one digital product without needing anyone on your team, like literally. Um, because you know, you need to grow a following and then move those people to an email list. These are all things that you can easily do yourself and you should, and and like, you need to learn these things. (laughs) No one's going to grow your following for you. Like, even if you work with an agency, you still need, like, you're still the face. You still need to like come up with the content. Like I know creators that have millions of followers and they work with agencies and they still have to come up with what are the topics? What am I going to say? How am I going to structure the content? Like you can't outsource those things. If you're going to be a creator-based business, right? That's just the way that it is. Um, so yeah, I mean, really all it like, all you need to do is like pick one platform and grow a following, create one freebie, mention that in every single piece of content you create to build your email list. Then once you've built your email list, you can create one digital product and literally with like a series of emails, you could make 2000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, plus dollars. Like you truly do not need, (laughs) like I I seriously know creators making millions of dollars that literally have like no employees or like one virtual assistant. You truly don't need like a huge team. It is nice though to have help, but you aren't ready to have that help until you number one are making enough money to pay for that person. Um, because if you can't, then it sucks for both of you. And it's also going to be hella stressful. (laughs) Um, you also need to have like proven SOPs that you can train this person on. You can't just hire someone and give them nothing and say like, okay, you're hired. Welcome to the team. And then they're like, what am I supposed to work on? And you're like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, could you help me grow my Instagram? And it's like, well, I mean, (laughs) has this person ever grown an Instagram successfully before? Probably not. Or they would have their own Instagram and their own business. Um, you know, so just, I think that when you're ready to have a VA is when you have the money to pay for that. And also when you have like one, two, three or more procedures that are proven that you can hand over to this person that you want to hire. Um, and then the last question you guys might be wondering is how much money do I need to hire a VA? So when it comes to the Philippines, I have seen virtual assistants anywhere from like $4 an hour all the way up to like $30 an hour or more. So it really, really ranges. Um, and it's really up to you. Like for me, (laughs) it sounds funny, but like I didn't really have like an amount in mind. I just wanted to find the best person for the job and then ask them their desired pay. Cause I just, I just wanted, it's not like I would have paid anything. I I wouldn't have just paid anything, obviously, like it needed to be within reason, like budget and things like that. But I wanted to be able to make sure that they were going to get paid well. Um, and I did, if you go to the PH jobs website, they do have like a table that kind of shows you the experience and the recommended amount of pay that they would recommend. Um, and 
Tin's request was actually beyond what, like it was more than what that table recommended, but I just knew that she would do a good job and it was just like a good fit on both ends. And it's like, that's the money she asked for. So hopefully she's happy with it. (laughs) And I was happy with it and it fit within my budget. Um, so yeah, but there, there really is a range. I will say though, that typically, typically the amount of experience does kind of fit with what they're asking money wise. So I did have a couple people that were like, Oh, well, I'll do it for like $3 or $4 an hour, but they didn't really have the experience and they didn't really have like, like tin, for example, and you could find this in someone else as well. I'm like, not, you know, like tin is my VA. You can go find your own VA. But my point is, is like, um, I knew that I wanted like a really detailed, organized person. And so, um, that's what I was looking for. And a lot of the people that were charging lower, they just like, weren't as like professional or organized or whatever. Um, and that actually kind of brings me to one more thing I want to share before we wrap up here (laughs) is, um, I learned this from another entrepreneur. We were having dinner together and he was like, yeah, one of the biggest mistakes I made was when I hired people to do creative stuff in my business. So like run a social media channel or turn YouTube videos into blog posts or whatever. He's like, I always thought that I should hire a social media manager, but then those people always were like hyper creatives and they weren't very organized. They weren't very like detailed. They weren't good at like creating or updating SOPs. Um, he's like, you actually want like a really detailed, organized person. They don't even need to actually have social media experience because you're giving them an SOP to follow. And so that's exactly what I did when I hired Tin. Um, and that, and that's not to say she's not good with social media. She's very passionate about it, but I very much hired her because she was like an organized, detailed person. And I've also made that mistake where I've hired like super creative people to do like, like if you're hiring someone to write, then yeah, they could be really creative or to produce videos or to even edit videos. Right. But if you are hiring someone to like run your Instagram or like schedule posts, um, or like run our editing team and schedule our YouTube videos, like you're going to want someone who is very detailed and organized. (laughs) So anyways, that was like a huge aha moment for me and like really changed the game. Um, so I just wanted to share that. So I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm also going to be making a detailed training on this for my freedom creator club students, which if you're not in freedom creator club, what are you doing? Because it is literally the best. (laughs) So you might be wondering what is freedom creator club. You can go to freedomcreator.co and click on programs and click on the Freedom Creator Club and it will give you all the details. But essentially Freedom Creator Club is going to take you from where you are now to creating consistent passive sales with a low price digital product. So typically something um, $100 or less, it could be an ebook, it could be templates, it could be a guide, it could be, um, I mean, there's just a lot of different things and we help you decide which one is the best fit for you. Like what's your niche, how to grow your, we teach you how to grow your following, how to grow your email list, how to launch your digital product. And then of course, how to get consistent passive sales with it as well. So literally every single thing you need to go from where you are now to getting consistent passive sales with your digital product. 
And yes, you can obviously go on to create multiple digital products if you want as well. Um, it starts at just $49 a month. It's an absolute steal. In fact, I'm working on updating the program and the offer. And with that, I'm going to be raising the price. So if you've been on the fence, definitely go and join Freedom Creator Club now. The best case scenario is you are going to earn yourself consistent passive sales. Worst case scenario, you're going to come in, find it's not for you you're going to, you can cancel at any time. So it's just $49 to try it out. And you do save 50% if you pay for the year. It comes with all the training to go from where you are now to consistent passive sales with your digital product. It also comes with weekly group coaching call, um, tons of bonuses, a private discord channel, the works, my friend. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this um, episode, and you want to know my updated reels strategy, go to my Instagram and DM me the word reels, and I will do an episode on just that. So thank you guys so much. And I will see you in the next episode of Freedom Creator Podcast.